When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always searching for the best resources, information, people that are changing the world, influencers, thought leaders. So today we have Rachel Oz, and she's a psychologist author um she's a art playgroundist we'll find out what that means who loves listening to the beauty and people so um you know it's gonna be a very enlightened conversation we're gonna be talking all about psychology caring for your inner child so i'll welcome rachel to the show welcome oh thank you for having me <laughs> yes uh like i said we met through podmatch and um you know i love people that are just doing very non-conformist things, changing the world. So tell us more about your story and how you got started and we'll go from there. Great. Well, I've been a psychologist for almost 30 years and just love doing that. And I find that my therapy clients teach me so much as well as, you know, me being there for them. It's such an honor to have that as a profession. And what I what I found is that um, in my early 40s, now I'm 56, but in my early 40s, I found myself really prompted to integrate more of me as I was as a child. So as a child, I loved being with my friends. So they're in listening to them and supporting them. There's the psychologist, but also as a child, a young child, I loved drawing and I loved creative writing and. I love putting together colorful clothing. And so I just felt this tug on my heart to bring back more of me, more wholly and fully. And so um, thus here came, you know, the author and all the other things. Yeah, that's yeah. quite, uh, it's wonderful. Um, you know, we were always talking about, um, I had a previous, I was talking to one guest and she was talking about as we you go through life, we accumulate a lot of emotional baggage, a lot of trauma, and we just can't let it go and become more heavy and heavier and denser and denser. But um, children are very light, like my nephew and nieces, they're just fun and, you know, they do what they want and no, that's almost like carefree. So I wish yes. we could all go back to that, you know, <laughs> state, but I think the world just beats us down. And what's, uh, I'm interested, what is art playground is? What does that mean? Yes. <laughs> so the classic thing that people will say is I'm an artist and I have no trouble racing that. But what I realized, Chris, is when I make art, it feels like back to the child thing, it feels like I, it's recess and I'm on the playground and I'm playing with my friends and I'm, I have wind in my hair and I'm on the swings and I'm free. So I, that is the feeling I have when I make art. And so I just am rolling with it and making up my own words and calling myself an art playgroundist. 
Interesting. I love、uh, I love people that can put ideas and concepts and create new words.、Um, like uh, like uh, I call myself an Xennial because I'm a Gen X millennial, you know, on that coast. So, but that's so I call myself Xennial. But <laughs> yes, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That inner、yeah. child creativity. So, what's uh what's interesting is um what's so we'll talk about.、Um, I know you have a book, and we're gonna talk about that.、Um, talking about caring for your inner child when you feel scared or you know sad. Tell us more about that. Okay. Well, you know, I am certainly already giving a nod to the inner child, right? With、um, just the beautiful sense of that little person in us is so golden and worth listening to and caring for. And so, I think there is something we all hit these moments where we feel small or scared or vulnerable. And typically, daily, there's some continuum of touching these tender places in us. And one of the ways of referring to that would be saying,、um, "I want to care for my inner child, right? This this young, vulnerable part of me." And so, when you think about, it can be really helpful to think about. Well, as a child, what would what would have felt really good to me then? What kind of care would I have appreciated? Because for each of us, it might be a little bit different. There's going to be overlap, right? Like for babies, we all re- we all respond well to very specific things, right? We want to swaddle a baby. So, so in thinking about the inner child, because we can think about different ages of our inner child, right? So, for thinking about infancy, if we're super scared, that might be the most useful. Um, time period to think about, and so we might like to be swaddled, right? To like have some blankets around us, nice and tightly, or a weighted blanket on us. That might feel really comforting if we're feeling really vulnerable, or literally sitting on a rocking chair, right? Or having really、um, lullaby or soothing sounds happening,、um, or just even having like literally having some milk. If if you're not dairy intolerant, or、um, you know, or or certain foods that are just really easy on your stomach, applesauce, etc. So there, or a banana, you know, I think that there is literal ways when we're scared to do self care, and I think care is just a key to the universe, Chris.、Uh-huh. That we can't feel anxious at the same time. We have a calmed body; those two can't coexist. So, if you're feeling scared or anxious, dressing yourself on a body level—what calms my body—can be really, really handy. And then we can keep going. I'll just say a brief thing, but then fast forward a little bit into your childhood, away from infancy, and thinking about yourself being five or nine. You know, and. What would feel good to you if you did something really nice to your for your inner child at those ages? You know, would it be fun to find a stuffed animal or a doll or a, car, a toy car or something that reminded you of that time or that you loved at that time, and go after it and have it near you on your desk or some place that or your bedside that represents. I am still caring for that little part of me, 
right? Again, I could keep talking and brainstorming, but I think it's a, both a fun and super self-loving thing to consider. Yeah. Interesting. I, I like that. Um, and how do you, uh, so talking about um, nurturing your relationship as mm. a, and I guess not leaving yourself behind, what does that mean? Yeah, nurturing relationships and not leaving yourself behind. I think that so often, maybe particularly women, but not solely women, are socialized conditioned, at least in the United States, to do all this caregiving of others and forget about oneself. You know, what are all the other people in my household or in my workplace or in my friend group um, needing? And, and, and either run yourself ragged and get so tired or um, not have enough boundaries and care for yourself and what you're needing and what your limits are. No. You know, but there is this piece about considering your needs as well as others. And one piece that I really like to think about is how can I become the person I want to be with? So even beginning with some self-reflection of, I want to care for myself and my needs and what delights me and what lights me up. Like I, how can I continue to transform and foster the person I am and choose what brings me joy and what makes me come alive so that I'm becoming the person I want to be with. And then I bring that to my relationships, right? So again, not leaving me behind. And of course, if I am more fulfilled and full of light and deeply cared for and attended to within myself, Oh my gosh, of course my relationships are going to benefit. I guess the last thing I would say, Chris, about all of that is that some of the hardest times in our relationships with each other is when conflict and tension arise, right? And I think that a wonderful mantra and thing to try to remember is when conflict or tension arises in my connection with others, it is always an opportunity to love myself. So for example, if I, oh gosh, if I forget an appointment with somebody, it's an opportunity to love myself. If I say something that's a little bit sharp to somebody and I feel bad about that, it's an opportunity to have compassion for myself and love myself. Of course, to learn from it and say I'm sorry and all those things, but also to love myself. And when I'm not getting in my relationships what I might need, and what might be healthy, it's an opportunity to love myself. I love that. You know, uh, what are some, uh, you know, for the audiences out there, they're, you know, they're very, um, just the way you view life and it's very colorful and uh, yeah. playful. Uh, yeah. What are some self-care practices that you do or you can recommend? When it comes to being colorful and playful? Yeah. Okay. Well, I would say to consider all the different parts of your life. I'll just say maybe just literally a couple different parts to consider, okay? One would be your clothing, okay? So just to share a quick story. 
So I, in my adult life as a psychologist, I remember thinking, how do I dress professionally, right? And what, at the time, like paper calendar do I use that's just very nondescript and sort of the black cover and it just, quote, looks professional. And, you know, what is the sort of suit or, you know, sort of classic sense of how you dress. And there came a time when I felt like secure enough in my profession and what I was up to, that that began to alter because you know what started calling me inside myself was joy and authenticity. And so, um, and I realized of course, that's what I want for my clients too, joy and authenticity. And so I remember starting to pick paper calendars that were more colorful and delightful to me. And I remember thinking, can I really use that with my clients? It, I don't know if it looks professional, but it makes me happy. And maybe I need to model that as well. You know, free to be you and me. And then, um, then the next step was my eyeglasses that I wear. I remember years ago being in Dayton's department store, trying on different glasses and the teeny little mirrors you could kind of look into and see. And, I remember putting on what I thought were reasonable looking glasses, and they were. And then I'd put on this purple and green swirly pair, and then I'd giggle in the mirror. And then I'd try on the other pairs, and then I'd put the purple green ones on again, and I'd giggle in the mirror. And then I thought, I can't argue with my joy. And I chose the purple green ones. And it just became a snowball, Chris, mm. in my life of choosing what made me feel alive, what brought me joy, which also trickles into self-care. And I did that with food as well. And with, you know, choice of relationships, what feels most joyful and life-giving. And um, it's just a snowball and brave decisions because there's vulnerability in being seen in who you are. Yeah, interesting. So I know uh, you've written a book about, um, you know, this topic and, you know, helping clients uh, tell us more about the book and, um, and uh, you know, all of that. Okay, great. Well, my, my fourth book has just released. All my books are fully illustrated and colorful. I remember later in grade school grieving that picture books turned into chapter books and where did the drawings go? <laughs> so I brought those back. And, um, and also all of my books are personal growth books and gift books. And so this newest one is called The Relationship Book. And the subtitle is A Soulful, Transformational, and Artistic Inventory of Your Connective Life. And so this book spans all kinds of different relationships, starting with relationship with yourself, to animals, food, clothing, with human beings, community, and with divinity. And it includes, every page spread includes an anonymous client quote from my therapy office that they all gave me permission to use that took my breath away in some way. And that's coupled with the drawings and my written reflection that's a little bit poetic or prose-like, but it's meant to be a reflection for the reader. And the end of each chapter has a whole bunch of questions if you want to do a book club or if it's just for your own personal reflection about where do I find myself in all of this. But mostly the whole thing is about really being more intentional and loving with yourself in considering all these different kinds of relationships. 
Interesting. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love your perspective and um, how you're incorporating it. And um, and uh, how have you seen the you know this this uh, very um, innovative uh, ideas and concepts applied in your practice? Well, you know, first of all, in my practice, my clients are also inspiring me. Thus, I have their quotes in here. Hmm. So again, the humility of I sit at their feet as much as they at mine. And so I, in my practice, I would just say that I just encourage them to follow what gives them sparks of joy, to address what gets in the way of seeing themselves as deeply beautiful and precious all the way through, and encouraging them to take amazingly deep and beautiful and joyful care of themselves in a way that's really distinct to them. Mm. So, for, so for example, in this book, one of the page spreads in the first chapter, Relationship with Myself, is all about when standard self-care practices aren't quite lifting or shifting your mood, mm. um, to go ahead and try experiences that you find are wild and beautiful. And so things like, like I, I'll just read this quick quip from the book. I walk in the rain, picnic behind a waterfall, build a treehouse, flambe some food, knit sweaters for trees, watch the sunrise from a hot air balloon, show up at a friend's door and sing, read poetry at midnight, write to an elephant, say a purring prayer with a tiger at the zoo. So there is just this encouragement to do what it takes to feel alive, take the amazing care of yourself that um your brief beautiful life deserves interesting yeah what a fantastic conversation i really enjoyed it and be um you know i encourage everybody to check out um rachel's book on amazon i'm going to check it out after this and lastly how do people follow you on social media contact you follow you and yeah thank you for asking um, I will say that, first of all, the book is not, it will be on Amazon, but it's not there yet. Right now, they can find the book on my website at rachellaws.com. Mm-hmm. And um, and rachellaws.com is a general hub. And I'll just say the last, my last name, Oz, is spelled like the beginning of awesome. So it's A-W-E-S. Mm. Uh, so there you can connect to my shop, to my counseling resources, um, to my social media, Instagram, and so on, um, all the things. Excellent. And, yeah. Uh, for all the audience and listeners out there, be sure to check out Rachel's resources. They'll be included in the links and show notes. Uh, thanks so much for this um, wonderful conversation. I learned a lot, and um, we look forward to hearing about your future success. Thank you for having me, Chris.